And we're live. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. We are over here on the north side of Pueblo in sunny southern Colorado. This is Jordan Kurtz with comments from the Peanut Gallery. I'm here with Coach Paul Andrada at Fast Pueblo. How you doing this morning, Coach? I'm doing great, man. How about yourself? Oh, doing very well. It's a beautiful morning out there. Birds are chirping. It seems like it's a spring day out there, finally. It's my day off from work, 72 degrees, can't beat it. <laughs> Definitely not. But, you know, uh, you know, hustle never stops for you, right? You're pretty much working every day with training athletes and everything, though, too, right, Coach? Absolutely. Every day, Monday through Saturday, 5 a.m. to 9 a.m. So, Coach, you have your facility over here in, uh, in Eagle Ridge in Pueblo. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? What's the name of the business? You know, where can people follow you online and kind of just keep up to date with where you're at? Well, it's an easy name. The name of it's Fast. Um, functional athletic strength training. I'm over here in Eagle Ridge, 4601 Eagle Ridge Circle. Um, I'm in Suite 150. Uh, you can find me on Facebook under Fast. Uh, you can find me on Instagram under Train Fast Pueblo. Uh, my my website is Train Face Train Fast Pueblo as well. Very nice. Do you guys have any sort of upcoming events or anything like that on the forefront? Yeah, you know we always do something. Uh, we always do something on Memorial Day. You know. Um, I like to tell everybody, you know, every weekend is an event, you know. I try to get as many people here uh, to, to get better on their days off from school or from from competition. But the big the big event that comes up every year is Memorial Day. And and uh, I'm sure you can't wait till Memorial Day because that means start of summer. So looking forward to that one. Definitely can. I can't wait for that. Just had the clocks turn as well. It's great to be having that sunshine a little bit more. Just so you folks out there on the airwaves know, this is comments from the Peanut Gallery. Like I say, I'm your host with the most, Jordan Kurtz. You can follow us or stream us on all major platforms, including iTunes, Google Play Music, and Stitcher. You can look us up online at www.galleriesofpeanuts.com and follow us on all social media platforms on Facebook at Peanut Sports, on Instagram at Comments from the Peanut Gallery, and on Twitter at Peanut Podcast. Coach, is there, is there anything else for yourself that you would like to throw out as far as follows, you know, for your, your other business, you know, selling or anything like that? Can people find you out on the lot? Well, you know, this is my passion. And like I said, you can find me on Facebook uh, under Functional Athletic Strength Training Fast. Um, my, my other job is I'm a car salesman at, I, at Southwest Motors here in Pueblo, Colorado. Takes up a majority of my day. Um, but you're more you're more than welcome to follow me uh, on on Facebook Paul Andrada, Instagram Paul Andrada, or Train Fa- Train Fast Pueblo. So if you're in the need for a new ride, make sure you see Coach over at Southwest Motors. He'll get you all taken care of. If you're in the Northern Colorado area, I know we're Southern Colorado today, but have to throw a shout out to Carlson Property Solutions up there in Fort Collins. Make sure that you give Brian and Becca a call if you need any sort of home renovation or rest- restoration needs. Give them a look at carlsonpropertysolutions.com. Also, one thing I want to shout out or at least make note of, the Colorado real estate market has been insane lately. If you're in the Denver Springs or Pueblo market and you're wondering how much your property would sell for within the current scheme of things, call or text my buddy Deontay Smith with Keller Williams Realty for a free estimate at 719-369-4563. And you know something else? If you're paying more than a thousand bucks a month in rent and you have at least a 620 credit score, stop what you're doing immediately. Give my boy Deontay with Keller Williams a call at 719-369-4563 because owning your dream home could be very well a reality. So kind of getting back to business here, coach, 
What's your story with how you got involved with FAST? How did you come about to getting into your own facility? Well, you know, um, I've been a coach at Pueblo East High School football um, since 07, uh, you know, and I've always had a passion for helping kids. And me and some of those kids from those teams would go work out together. You know, we do extra stuff, uh, lifting weights, going and throwing the football. I've always been a meathead. I've always been a gym rat. So I'd teach these kids, you know, what I knew. And I saw the difference that it made um, in them uh, physically, mentally, and on their on their field on the field. So you know, with that being said, I was like, "Wow, <laughs> you know, doing a little extra at such a young age works that much." You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and try and start my own business. And I was fortunate enough to have a couple friends um, who I was coaching their kids at the time that were able to help me get started. You know, obviously. Gym equipment super expensive. Um, got me started on a couple equipment loans. I was training out of uh, MBS over on the south side. That was a little. That was a hike every morning. And then uh, I was training out of Stunts Academy over there um, by Centennial High School. And I says, you know, it was kept growing and it kept growing, and there was a need for this, and not just with East High athletes, but just with athletes in general. People started seeing that what we were doing was working. They wanted to get their kids involved, and and uh, I found a good deal on a building. And um, my friends Greg and Gretchen Road, uh, you know, I approached them, and they already had believed in me and my program, so they helped me get this place here, bought it, constructed it to the way I wanted, and uh, the rest is history. That's awesome, you know, and especially in a community like Pueblo, it's definitely had its fair share of hard times in recent history. Yeah. There's not a whole lot in terms of, you know, programs or activities out there in the community for the youth. You've been a big part of helping change some lives and turning uh, turning some kids' directions around and putting them on path for a pretty high trajectory in terms of their overall career. Describe in your own words what it means to you to be personally making an impact on this community. You know, sometimes that's a good question because sometimes I don't even realize that I'm doing it because I love it so much. You know, I, I just do it because I love kids and I love seeing them get better. And um, at the same time, I'm getting better. You know, my wife helps out here. She's getting better. She's helping people. But going back to what you said, you know, it when I really, really sit back and think about it, it's the best feeling in the world to know that I'm doing something positive here in our community Pueblo because not always not all the time do people look you know I mean you're up north and people think sometimes Pueblo is just you know oh people are doing drugs down there oh they're poor oh they're ghetto you know and and that's not the case I mean and that's why I always what I always tell these kids that come in here is and I make it affordable you know some kids some kids are scholarshiped I mean I bet you 20 25 percent of my people in here they they don't pay you know, and, 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 and I'm okay with that. I make it affordable and the way that I get rewarded and the way that I get paid is when I go up north to the big state tournaments and I see our team succeed and our teams hang with the best, the best in Colorado. That's, that makes me feel good. And even if it doesn't relate to sports, if they're, if they're working and they turn into good dads or good husbands, I mean, that's the most rewarding thing that, that I could ever ask for. That's great to know. You know, you mentioned state championships and competition at the uh, at the high level. 
Can you elaborate a little bit more on that? I know that you've been involved with uh, with some rings being put on some fingers. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's exactly it. You know, one of our monikers here, one of our mottos here is train like a champion. You know, um, I started training uh, a lot of softball girls um, back in 2010, and I was uh, training three or four girls off the 2012 uh, East State Championship team um, softball. Um, 2013 East basketball team, two or three of them boys came to me. Um, and then, of course, I was a coach and a trainer for the 2014, 2015, and 2016 uh, state champion East Eagles, you know. And then, you know, that led to the 2015 and 16 state championship county wrestling, you know. And then, of course, this year's East wrestling team. I had a lot to do with them wrestlers that that um, that won state titles. So it's been really, really cool. I mean, I, and I say I'm a small piece. I don't want to say I'm a big piece. I'm a small piece. I just showing them that hard work pays off. You do a little extra, it goes a long way. You know, if they're showing up at 5:45, 6 a.m. to go to go put in some work before high school every day, I mean, it's definitely going to show. And and I think the the championships speak for themselves. Absolutely, you know, hashtag HWPO. That's one of your sayings around here at Fast Pueblo. Hard work pays off. Appreciate the band as well for uh, for the promo swag Absolutely. there. With uh, with that, you've also, with kids from those teams and those individual championships with wrestling that you mentioned, you've kind of had a, you know, a scatter plot across the map of kids that have gone on to college. And now that, for those of you listening out there, that you can track and follow the progress of some guys, who are, uh, who and where? Well, you know, I always like it in the first couple guys that I saw, that I started training, you know, with uh, Jordan Ward who went on to go play football at Colorado School of Mines, got his degree, and is now an engineer. Um, Josh Sandoval Beetle went on to become an All-American at CSU Pueblo, is now an engineer, or, you know, he's a surveyor. Um, just got married. Um, very successful, very good guy. He's a trainer at a CrossFit gym here in town. Um, Darius Allen, you know, he's out there in, uh, in Canada. He's playing for the... Uh, Edmonton Eskimos, I believe is the name. It's EE, I know that. But, Shout uh, out to DA. Yeah, yeah, DA is uh, doing big things. He's still, he's still trying to look for that NFL contract, and I believe in him 100%. You know, you got kids like that, and, and, you know, kids that are coming up now. You know, you got Luke Padula. He's at the University of Wyoming. Kevin Ribrich, he's an All-American here at the college. Cheyenne Talmadge, she's an All-American, or All-Conference all, uh, all, uh, player at... UNC softball, uh, Katie Arona, she's at Brown University, all-conference pitcher. You know, I could go on and on and forgive me if I forgot someone, you know, I don't want to... Was Bruno one of your Bruno DeRose, Bruno DeRose, one of my favorite people I've ever, I've ever come across in my life, not just athletically, but as a person. He's at Boise State um, fighting for a starting position this year. I just talked to him the other day. The kid that was ahead of him is uh, getting drafted. That Van Der Esch guy. Saw that. So, I saw him on the field this yeah, year when we were. They were up at. Uh, they were the night game at CSU this year. Bruno's doing big things. I mean, as a freshman, you know, he got some love on special teams, and and he's probably one of the hardest workers I've ever met in my life. I was able to coach him on the field, off the field, and and uh, it's crazy to say, but Bruno's a Bruno's a kid that I look up to. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a, there's a large following and just in part also because a heavy focus or concentration of our show falls with uh, with MMA and boxing type in interests. 
you've had a lot of wrestlers that have gone on yeah. as well. What about some of those guys? Yeah, my buddies Danny Groot, Rick Willits, and Zach Valdez, you know, they got on board. And they saw that these kids could be coming in here and getting stronger. And obviously strength is important in wrestling and footwork's important in wrestling. Speed is, you know. And and so uh, that, take, that took off, you know, the Willits boys. My son was a wrestler, so we all wrestled together, you know, at Still City and La Gente, you know, Pueblo teams. And the Willits boys, uh, you know, they went on to Oregon State, four-time state champion, three-time state champion, uh, you know, you got uh, Sonny Espinoza. I mean, I can't forget about him. He was one of my first wrestlers. Chris Sandoval, he's up at UNC now. You know, um, you got uh, you got all these kids like uh, the youngsters, Jack Screw, Brendan Garcia. I mean, these Andy Garcia's, Aiden Valdez and Aiden and Andy were just in here. You know, you got these kids putting in work and, and to see them go on the mat and dominate is, that's a cool feeling. I'm a football guy. I'm a football guy, but that individual is that individual part of it is is awesome to see. You know, when I see them move better than the other guy or overpower another guy, I'm like, yeah, I had something to do with that. That's <laughs> it, awesome. Yeah, it is. I'm sure that's an incredible feeling to see that. You know, especially with a kid that has such an amazing story as Aiden right now. Mm-hmm. I haven't had the opportunity to to meet the young man myself, but I do know from uh, from just following within the news. His story has made waves statewide. When he made his uh, made his splash this year at the state championship, it was news all across the state. Mm-hmm. He's had kind of some adversity or some not kind of some major adversity to overcome. Is that something that you're comfortable with talking oh, about? Oh, absolutely. You know, he, uh, he blew his hand off on a 4th of July accident. I happened to be there, um, me and my family, and we, we witnessed it. And uh, it was horrific to see my friends go through so much you know the Valdez's are like family to me and you know I didn't think Aiden he he lost an eye and lost his hand and um, for him to bounce back four months later and to be on the mat and then seven months later be competing for a state title in the state championship match that ended up being a controversial decision he lost two to one don't matter what the outcome was just for him to be out there competing at such a high level was amazing and and he deserves all the attention, all the publicity. I mean, he was here this morning with his mom at 6 a.m. He drags along three of his wrestling buddies from his team every morning. His mom picks him up in her minivan. Damo, Robles, Andy Garcia, the state champion heavyweight, and little Franklin. I mean, and they roll up every day, 6 a.m. They get out of that van, <laughs> stretch and tired, and they put in work. And this is only the beginning for Aiden. That's what it takes, though, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly what it takes. It's that hard work and dedication. He inspires me, man. Now, you've been kind of a little bit on uh, on the college tour yourself. Yeah. As a parent that's going through the recruiting process, and especially with that being a hot topic within the NCAA's process right now. Yeah. How is that kind of impacting things, you know, with your son's recruiting and all of that? You know, are you seeing any sort of impacts that some of the other sports and sanctions are having? Yeah, you know, it's, uh, you know, they got a lot of dead periods. So you got to be careful. I mean, I'm a salesman by nature. Um, my, you know, I work at Southwest Motors. There's another plug. <laughs> <laughs> right. But anyway, uh, you know, I've been reaching out to a lot of coaches in regards to my son and any and some other athletes that I train in here. Um, and and uh, I, I, I send an email and then I do a follow-up call. Very similar to what I do in my everyday life. And a lot of these coaches, they reach, you know, they, they, they uh, go ahead and respond. 
And when they respond, now you got someone that you could be in touch with. And so to make a long story short, I've had good, I've had good um, response. I've had good um, relationships with these guys and they're inviting my son over. He's, you know, Luke Andrade, he's a state champion quarterback. He's a junior right now. And, um, and he's getting a lot of love in football, but more so love in track because he finished second in the hundred last year up at state and, uh, his times keep dropping and, uh, I didn't know it, but those times that he's running fit what they're recruiting, what kind of times they're recruiting. So, you know, to be on campus, to be doing these unofficial visits, because you can only have three official visits for each sport, you got to be careful. Should I call this an official or an unofficial? Official, you don't, you don't have to pay for anything. Unofficial, you, it's all you. And you, you, you go ahead and front, fund the bill. But, um, it's been fun, you know, it's, it's exciting, it's nerve-wracking, it's, uh, it's a process that uh, I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to, but at the same time, I'm, I'm excited for it to be over. I want him to fall in love with the school, that makes sense, and I want him to go and be the best person he could be, obviously, as a dad and as a coach, and, but I want to enjoy this next year and a half with him. You know, that's, that's, I mean, high school sports, there's nothing like it. And, and I want him to enjoy it. I don't want him to get overwhelmed with this recruiting process. I don't want him to get caught up in, oh, I got to go big time D1, oh, Oregon Ducks, Stanford Cardinal. I want him to go to a school that fits him. And when I say that, I speak for all my athletes. If any of their parents need help in how to do this, I'm quickly becoming a professional on how to do this process. There's there's so many schools out there that have no idea who we are down here in Pueblo. And they ain't ever going to know who we are unless we reach out to them. And if you think they're going to come to you, you're wrong. And don't let your high school coach, don't let your parents tell you that. you got to reach out and you got to follow up. And you got to let them know that what you're doing. I mean, I send videos of what these kids are doing in here as far as weightlifting, as far as footwork drills and we put that as part of the email you know we copy and paste it and and they say oh wow this kid's putting in work at 6 a.m oh wow and they're competing i mean taylor puga she, she's a central pitcher she led her team to the state championship this year i was shooting emails off to these schools showing you know some of the stuff she was how much weight she was lifting and whatnot and they were like wow sign me up <laughs> right. so it's cool to see that there's more to the recruiting process than just hoping and praying that your coach will get a, get a hold of the coach for you and they come down and see you play. It's probably not going to happen that way. And I'm a high school coach, so I'm not talking bad on high school coaches, but a lot of high school coaches have a lot, a lot on their plates other than just you and your college recruiting process. So you got to take initiative and do a little bit more on your own. I would definitely say that that's uh, you know I spent seven years coaching myself in the in the baseball world. Mm-hmm. They're not coming after you more times than not. Right. You know, very few and far between with kids. Yes, you're going to have your generational grades here and there that are going to garner their own attention. But for the most part, they are not going to be actively seeking you. You have to do your best to not only perform your best, but sell yourself. Would you agree? 100% agree. It's a sell. I mean, it's a sell. It's a sell. It really is. I mean, I didn't realize that until the last three years. And um, I learned, you know, because I've been trying to do this for my athletes for nine, ten years now. And I learn more and more every year. And so my son and these kids that are in high school now are reaping those benefits because I didn't know how it worked all the way up until here recently. And it is a sale. 
And, and like I said, you got to reach out to them. You got to tell them why you're different. And you got to tell them that if they're going to invest in you, why it's a good idea. Absolutely. You know, and we, we've discussed you know, a fair amount of your East athletes here, but I do want to reaffirm for the listeners out there that Fast Pueblo is not just a facility for a specific school. It's for everybody within the community that Coach has also had. You know, he has a list of individuals from across the board in the community, yeah. different schools, different entities that he's worked with. So make sure that you uh, you give him a look over here because he's going to be doing some great things for athletes in the community all across the board. Exactly. I mean, I train kids that compete against my son. I train kids that compete against my family members. It's This is... This is a place for Pueblo, not just Pueblo East. It's it's for everybody. If you want to come get better, come try us out. All ages too? All eight. Well, eight and over. I mean, we start eight. Eight's the youngest I train. Uh, I have a couple evening classes for my youth. And then uh, my high school athletes come in before high school and before they go to school every morning or on weekends, a couple evenings a night, um, a couple evenings a week. So we'll make it work. If you're over eight years old, I don't care what sport you do. Um, it's all about footwork. It's all about, you know, finding yourself as far as coordination goes. And it's introducing them to strength training, strength, excuse me, strength equals speed. And, uh, and then of course, having fun while you're doing it does me no good if the kids aren't having fun. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know, your class schedule, is that something that you post on the website? Yeah, the the website's posted. It's Tuesdays and Thursday nights, 6 PM. Uh, that's my youth. Uh, that's youth in middle school, 6 PM on Tuesdays and Thursdays. I do team training at Tuesdays and Thursdays at 7 p.m. And then uh, my high school athletes are in the mornings at 6 a.m. Monday through Friday. Beautiful. You know, just looking at your facility down here, Coach, it's a it's an amazing place that you have here, especially for something that, you know, I mean, I, I, I'm not in Pueblo a whole lot anymore, but this is something that growing up when I was down here was never something that was here. No. This basically, and you know, shout out to Landau Performance up there in Denver, yeah. and all the athletes that I've had the opportunity to work with, you know, Austin Jones, Jordan Titoni, to Yusuf Zalal, everybody from Factory X that I've spoken with that's had experience at, at, uh, at Landau Performance. This is basically, you know, a, a scaled down version of what Lauren has going on up there. It's, it's more so, you know, you don't have the entire right. library of 10 row machines, but you do have your row machine. You yeah. do have your full cage. You have your turf area, your sleds, your everything across the board. It's amazing to see almost a pro caliber facility down here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's funny you brought up Lauren Landau. That's who my mentor is in this business. Um, that's who I believe in. That's who I try and model myself after, you know, I've went to a couple of his clinics and his uh, certifications and yeah you know someday hopefully we could be as big as Landau performance but right now I'll take the the watered down version and uh, but it's all about the same same thing and that's training people how to get better training people how to overcome adversity and doing it in an environment where they're not going to get injured that's awesome and, you know, I wouldn't even call yourself watered down, Coach. You're just a smaller scale of what he has. You yeah, know, that's I like a, that that's better. A, it's just a smaller version of the store. I like that better. Yes, sir. Now, you've been able to learn a lot about life through your training and your, you know, your trials and tribulations yep. within being an entrepreneur and being in business for yourself. Yep. If you could name something... What would be the biggest life lesson that you've been able to take away or to gain from your experience? 
You know, the biggest life lesson that I could say that I've learned from this entity would be if you people believe in you and, and you guys work together as a team, you can't be beat, you know? And when I say that, I mean people that like sweat together and they bleed together and they work together, they develop a camaraderie that's, that's it's unstoppable. And I've seen that with these kids that have worked together, that have went on to win state titles. I saw them look at each other and be like, when the game was tough, like, hey, we've been here before. Let's just keep rocking. We're good. We're good. The way they do when they push each other in here. And that tells me in my everyday life as a dad and as a husband is that if me and my family stick together and we continue to push one another and we continue to support one another, that we can't be stopped. You know, and that's something that I've learned from my athletes and from my gym is just to be that way with my family. And uh, you know as well as I do, there's nothing more important than family. Definitely. You know, got to hold on to those family members and embrace uh, embrace them as much as you can, especially mm-hmm. in, a, in the fast world that we live in. Yeah, absolutely. You never know what's around the corner there. You don't. So with uh, with the fitness industry... You know, you mentioned Lauren being a mentor for you in terms of the business side, but is there a specific fitness figure out there that is kind of your, your inspiration just maybe as, a, as someone that's training and an athlete yourself? Well, you know, I, I got to say, you know, I like the Christian McCaffrey story. I mean, I love him, but I'm going to go with one of my athletes, you know. I mean, the guy that's an inspiration to me, you know, that, that, I, that I just try to, that, that inspires me every day is Aiden Valdez. I mean, Aiden Valdez, you know, just his story, but Bruno DeRose, you know, Bruno DeRose is out there doing things that nobody thought he was going to do. You know, he's out there proving everybody wrong and, and he's doing it with a smile and he's doing it with the best attitude. And then, and then of course, you know, you got, uh, who's the other one? My girls, you know, Cheyenne and Katie and Taylor, you know, those girls, they work harder than some of my boys and, and for them to go out there and continue to succeed and, I don't know what it is, but the girls give me plugs more than the guys do. (laughs) So I got to go with them, you know, but they inspire me every day uh, just to see them succeeding on the D1 level. And uh, they inspire my athletes in here. You know, I got, you know, my cousin PT Garcia, the poor guy, he just wrestled, uh, you know, in the NCAA championships and uh, he has a torn ACL and he went out there and competed, won a match with the torn ACL didn't place, didn't All-American the way he thought he was going to. But, but I mean, people like that inspire me, you know. It's just like if they're going out and doing these things and, and they're going, you know, something that you would never dream of doing and they're doing it, then how in the heck can't you roll out of bed and come help these kids every day? I mean, when they're doing that, you know, every day. So that's, that's, what, I, that's what I take when you say inspiring. That's incredible, you know, and I didn't know that story about, uh, I saw the post that you had the other day about yeah. your cousin, but I had no idea that he was overcoming the injury on that yeah. side of things. That's yeah. pretty amazing to, to get is. out there and get after it with a torn ACL. Exactly. Who is your favorite athlete of all time? Pro, I guess, pro, you know, what pro would be, let's direct this question. If you were to name one guy out there throughout all the sports, all, anything out there, whether that is combat sports to team sports, individual sports, if you had to name one guy, who's yours? My favorite athlete, you know, um, my favorite athlete, I have two, 
You know, I, I've always liked John Alway. Number seven is in our, in our backyard, but some of the moves he's made recently have kind of got me, uh, got me questioning, uh, my number one. But my favorite athlete of all time is Ray Lewis. I like Ray Lewis intensity. I like his leadership. I like the way he obviously, you know, played, but, uh, I like what he's doing in life after football. So that's my favorite athlete of all time is Ray Lewis. I can't really argue with you on either front there. There are definitely some of my favorites as well. And, you know, I say we can give uh, give the Duke a little bit of a pass there. This is uh, this is the business side. So we'll, <laughs> we'll just let him keep on riding on that white Bronco as the athlete there. Hey, I like Case Keenum, though. I like Case Keenum. I think it's a good bridge move for us, you know. I think that with uh, with the amount that we signed him for, that keeps us in the sweepstakes to bring in another big-name free agent. We're paying basically half of what we were anticipating to pay another frontline starter. I know that Nate Soldier was a guy that I was hoping for, breaking news this morning, that he got signed with the Giants. Mm-hmm. So that's likely off the table, but it does give us the opportunity to have somebody else yeah. in that mix. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, we get something good in the draft still, too. Um, but going back to the favorite athlete, um, you caught me off guard with that. I, I got to say, Tim Tebow is my favorite athlete. I'm sorry. Tim Tebow. Okay. Tim Tebow is my favorite guy. I mean... And when you, you know, you know, he's your favorite when you always get in arguments over him. <laughs> so, that makes sense. So yo. Tim Tebow is my favorite athlete. I love Kobe Bryant. I love Ray Lewis, but, but, uh, Tim Tebow is my favorite. He gotcha. signed my son's helmet when he was a little kid. Uh, we were at the football game and my son, we were the Gators when they were kids. Okay. See yeah, that? I see you that see, right behind We were you the there. Gators. I, they, they were always my favorite team and Tebow was with the Broncos. He's like, who's that little kid with the Gator helmet? Come up to the front. Signed it. That's that was awesome. pretty cool. That's pretty cool, you know, especially yeah. to get noticed from him out there in the crowd. Absolutely. You know, with it being just past the combine within the, you know, within the last couple of weeks here, you kind of do your own combine test every oh, yeah. single year. How'd that go for you this year? You know what? Um, I stick to what I'm good at, you know, as I'm getting older. <laughs> okay. And, uh, you know, the 225 rep challenge is my, is my event. I got that 34 times. I was hoping to get my age, which would be 42. Didn't happen. Uh, 34 times and uh, like I told you guys before my son's a a sprinter and um, you know me and him raced in the 40 yard dash the other day that's my event as well and uh, I'm sad to say that he that he got the better of me <laughs> <laughs> well you know coach you're out of your 42 I, you know, I'll give you a pass on okay, that one good. You know, hopefully Luke is, uh, is burning that uh, burning that speed up on you there exactly but you know, th- you know, in the thirties, that's no slouch either with the bench test. I'm pretty sure there's a majority of uh, majority of the folks out there that can't even do their body weight, much mm-hmm. less repping out 225. So, right, shout out to you on that one for uh, leading by example. <laughs> and I got to give a shout out to my buddy Ty McCauley. His uh, pro day is at the CSU CSU um, CSU tomorrow, and and uh, he's going to be testing out, uh, you know, to to get noticed by. Uh, Hopefully some NFL teams. He wasn't invited to the combine, but that's okay. I mean, he's a six foot five monster, three hundred and ten pounds. He just got back from Georgia, working out with, um, training with some linemen at a lineman type facility for their pro days. And uh, he's an All American CSU Pueblo, two time All American, and he's going to kill it at his pro day. You know, I've worked with him, you know, for the last couple years when our time permits and our schedule permits. But I'm really looking forward to seeing Ty suit up in the NFL and um, I think he's going to do it be incredible story if he does get out there you know hopefully if not to uh, to the shield 
maybe there's some other opportunities, whether that be in Canada, overseas, something exactly. like that out there for them. Mm-hmm. Now, you've trained athletes from all sports. You know, you've mentioned wrestling to softball to football to you've had some basketball kids. Mm. What is the hardest thing about training athletes from all different sports rather than just being a one sport specialized? You know, I wouldn't situation. I wouldn't say hard, but I'd say, you know, one thing that that makes my gym unique is I'm able to design multiple workouts going on at one time. This isn't, you know, your facility where there's going to be one workout put on the board and every single person's going to be do it. Because I have wrestlers that come in at 6 a.m. I have football players that come in at 6 a.m. I have track guys. I have soccer girls, Centennial and Pueblo West soccer girl, Kinley Carter and Jersey Groot. And, you know, when you get girls in here, you know, you can't be putting them through the same workouts as a football guy or, or something that's not going to benefit them, you know. I mean, just to go ahead and say you're training them. So I try to learn as much as I can and continue to educate myself and what exercises go hand in hand with that sport and I've been doing it for so long now I'm proud to say I could have five to six different workouts going on in here at once and everybody leaves here um, with a workout that makes sense that's incredible Mm -hmm. you know especially to uh, to say that you can manage all of that within one room in a single workout setting too as well personalized results over here at Fast Pueblo exactly and that's and, and that's what makes us unique, you know. Of course, we train adults, you know. We, you got to train the adults, um, and we do. And my wife has got an adult class at 5 a.m. that's jam-packed. It's pretty cool to see her involved. And, you know, she's a teacher at Heaton Middle School, so she's got half of her staff coming in and working out with her. And my wife's probably the fittest in the family now. <laughs> but, but, you know, when the kids come in, you know, I make sure that I make the workout make sense to them and their sport. And, uh, and like I said before, and... Their health, you know, their health, making sure we're not putting them in a in a position where they're going to hurt themselves. Now, along with training coach, do you have uh, do you have anybody involved within the team that helps along with nutrition coaching? Yeah, that's my wife's that's my wife's um, forte. You know, she's an advocate rep, and uh, that's her deal. You know, she's she's recently just going to school to become a nutritionist or learning to become a nutritionist, I should say, and. Uh, She's, she's a lot more strict on that than I am, but you know, everybody needs to understand that fitness is obviously important, but your diet is 60% of it. And if you are coming in here, working your butt off, but you're not taking yourself, taking care of yourself when it comes to what you're eating and what you're consuming, you know, it does you no good. You're not going to perform well. So my wife is the one that's doing that aspect of it. That's great. You know, mm-hmm. the Andradas across the border are getting involved in making an imprint on this Southern Colorado community down here in Pueblo. With, uh, with everything that we've talked about, we've showed that you're pretty much a jack of all trades as it comes to this industry right here. What is maybe a special skill or talent that you bring to the table that people might not know? You know, I think that one of the things that a lot of people um, tell me is that they like what you know I know how to I know how to motivate people I mean it's not always like yay go you know it's not always that it's I let them know when they're doing something wrong I explain to them why they're doing this movement and and what how it's going to benefit them I let them know when I'm disappointed in them but I also pick them up and let them know when I'm very proud of them I think that to answer your question is 
I think I know how to motivate. I think I was born with that skill to learn how to, to, to learn how to motivate people. I think that's a something that makes this place unique. It isn't uh, fake. It's real, you know, and, and they could call me, they could ask me a question anytime and I'll be there for them. That's great. You know, I am very much an advocate of the real kind of a, approach to mm-hmm. it. You know, I think a lot of things in this day and age are very sissified or have yeah. grown, grown soft no in many doubt. different ways. No doubt. You know, for those of you out there who know my old man, know that he's definitely very old yeah, school in his sure. approach. For so, sure. <laughs> uh, so that's, uh, that's the mentality that I've been able to come along with myself. But, you know, I also recognize from my, my time frame coaching that not all minds are the same. So it's definitely a gift that you have to be able to recognize what athletes respond to what. Mm-hmm. You know, with the climate of kids, especially within today's society, maybe not everybody can respond to that old school, tough love approach. And I think that it's kind of a, you know, it's a, a hats off to you to be able to adapt and to almost recreate your game to be able to appeal to these athletes of this generation. Because I know for some coaches that come from the old school, the way that you have, yeah, it's kind of a tough thing to adjust to. Exactly. You know, I, I think that I was blessed and I was blessed to be able to, I was born in Pueblo's East Side, okay, which is a rough part of town for those of you that don't know. I was poor, grew up poor, went to East High School, which is a melting pot, met some friends that were from the University Park area, saw what their upbringing was, kind of said, hey, that's how I want to be when I get older. I was able to model myself after, after that and, and blessed to be around a bunch of great coaches throughout my life, you know, and your dad's one of them, you know, I've learned stuff from hearing how he's coached, um, you know, I, the, the Lane brothers, Dan DeRose, you know, Dave Ramirez, you know, Dave Ryder, uh, Rick Willits, Leonard Febreze, I'd go on and on, Denny Groot, you know, all Pat Laughlin's a great friend of mine, you know, I'd go on on Zach Valdez, but, but, you know, just to learn what to do and, and what these guys did and, and to see it and then what not to do as well. You know, I'm a big advocate of that, too. I mean, hey, what shouldn't you do? What, what did you do one time that you don't think you should do again? You know, and, and so I'm big on learning that. And I'm not perfect by any means, by any means. I mean, you know, sometimes kids get mad at me, you know. and But they do know one thing, that Coach Andrada cares about them. You know, they ain't ever going to hate me because they know I care about them. They might be mad at me, but they ain't ever going to hate me. and uh, And I'll make sure of that because... Hey, I was one of them before, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I don't forget that. I don't forget that. And I, I think that's blessed me in, in this industry. That's a great thing. You know, and just to be able to have kids relate to you or to reach out to you aside from that time, you know, within your training sessions, I'm sure that that has to be, you know, something that's rewarding within itself to know that you're making that much of an impact in their lives to where when you're away from each other, they still have that much, you know, of a level of care and respect to seek you out. Exactly. I mean, these kids are blessed right now. There's some good coaches going on right now. I mean, at East High School, I mean, our football coach, they're younger than me. And sometimes, you know, a lot of old co- older coaches who I consider myself older now because I'm 42, <laughs> you know, we have a hard time saying, oh, that guy's younger than me. How, what can he know? And I tell you, these younger coaches, you know, like the ones I coach with at East, I learn from them. You know, I learned things from them because you got to change. You got to adapt, I should say. You shouldn't, you, you know, you got to adapt with the times. And, and if you don't adapt, you're going to get left behind, you know. 
I couldn't agree with you more. You know, that just kind of plays to the uh, the Coach K adage that he spoke to, I want to say it was about a year and a half ago, but he said that in his coaching career, he's had to completely revamp and reapproach his style mm-hmm. about five or six different times. He said it's simply because the climate of the room out there or the, you know, the kids, the administration, whatever you want to attribute it to has changed throughout time that much oh, that, has. you know, if you don't change with it, you are going to fall behind. Yeah. I mean, in today's day and age, that's, that's great that he saw that at that level. I mean, I never heard that, but that's awesome. I mean, I, I love coach K he's, he's one guy that I always listen to when he talks, but in today's day and age, it's, it's changed. I mean, people, it seems like are looking to get people in trouble more so than find the good in them. So you got to watch your back as a coach, you know, you gotta, you gotta know that some of these kids really truly don't need you. So they're there, they're there, but, and you got to make them, you got to go ahead and help them learn that they do need you, you know, but if you don't get, if you go ahead and get standoffish and boom, 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 then that kid never really had a chance. You never had a chance. So, and you, you know, we talked about it with the recruiting process. It's a sell. Mm-hmm. I think everything in life's a sale. You know, when you're when these, getting these kids to believe in you, it's a sale. How do I get this kid to believe in me? And you've got to show them reasons why, you know. And, 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 if, and if you don't believe that, if you think it's your way or the highway, you're going to get left behind. You know, one big thing that we have here is I call it E to the fourth power. You know, it's a big E in the middle. No, it's not for East. But <laughs> it's, you know, in, you know, it's energy. You know, it's effort. And it's elevate or get exposed. There's four E's there. Mm-hmm. Energy, effort, elevate, or get exposed. You have choices. You know, you could have good energy or bad energy. Effort, you could elevate, or you could get exposed. And I believe in that. And, and it's true, you know? I mean, we could all go through life saying we work hard. But you know what? You probably can get exposed eventually if you don't. <laughs> That's the truth. You know, and I feel like within this, uh, within this entity or within the fitness world and within athletic training in general, it's very much a model of you get out what you put in. No doubt. If you give half-assed effort, you get a half-assed result. My dad always said that all along growing up, and that's something that's always kind of stuck with me. I'm sure that that's something that you can absolutely relate to. Oh, 100%. I mean, you could cheat. You could cheat your trainer. You could cheat your coach. You could cheat, cheat... But you can't cheat yourself, right? You know, and and uh, and you'll get exposed at the worst time too if you're doing that. And so that's something that I'm big on in here. Come on, man! You know you could go heavier than that. You know you could do more reps than that. You know I put that number as a guideline. If it's easy, do a couple extra. Do the you know Urban Meyer has a plus two mentality. Mm-hmm. You know if you're gonna run seven hills because I told you to. And the linemen are number five. Why don't you run two more? What's wrong with plus two? You know, if I tell you guys 15 yards, why don't you do 17 yards? You know, and that's stuck with me. That's big. Mm -hmm. Do an extra couple. Why not if you can? Because, hey, life is short. Life is short. Our window as athletes is very short. I mean, how many times? I mean, I know you were an athlete here in town. I'm sure there's things that you wish you could go back and redo, you know, and... And, and that's one thing I try to tell these kids is do everything you can now so you have no regrets. 
you know, and, and, you know, it's hard to get that concept through to them, but I make sure I'm trying to. Definitely. You know, and you, you couldn't be more right there. You know, you think that at the time you're doing a lot, but it's kind of the, you know, if I knew then what I know now kind of mentality, but that's where it's great though, that I could see you with that, you know, with Trey and Luke is that he is putting in that time. You know, yeah. you guys are going to these, uh, you know, these club events, mm-hmm. all of these skill builders, these workshops, these camps. That's something that I feel like maybe not necessarily wasn't available because it's always been available, but the knowledge piece for a lot of folks down here in this area of the state just maybe didn't have access to, or just weren't, weren't aware of weren't completely. Aware of it. Weren't aware of it. I mean, that's, that's one thing that a lot of, a lot of um, Pueblo's changing, and I'm glad. You know, a lot of these coaches here in high school are getting on board with being able to understand, okay, the seven-on-seven seven is, oh, it could go to Vegas? Oh, wow. You know, oh, the Elite 11, if I nominate a kid and they think he's good enough, he could get invited. You know, and, and baseball, I see, I see these baseball, these club teams traveling everywhere. I'm like, dang, you know, and, and obviously it's a lot of money, you know, but – but in the wrestling clubs, I mean, that's one thing I learned with wrestling at a young age with Luke is um, if you want to be the best, you got to go travel to these national tournaments. And they weren't cheap, you know, Tulsa and, and Reno. And you find out what other kids were doing. I love the fact that Luke wrestled at a young age because there isn't any sport out there that's as tough as that. And mm-hmm. and. And what I mean by as tough as that, I mean, we'd go to these Reno and Tulsa tournaments and you'd see kids and their dads talking to their dad. So what do you guys do? Oh, you know, he does 500 push-ups and 200 pull-ups and 300 sit-ups every night. I'm like, what? You know, you're sitting here saying, no wonder, you know, no wonder. And, and I was able to grasp that concept. Not, I don't think that that's healthy that much, but that these kids are working their butts off and they're working way harder than we are. And they're going to way more tournaments. They're way more dedicated than we are. And I always said to myself, that ain't never going to happen to me. You know, that ain't never going to happen to me and my kid. You know, I wrestled myself for a little while growing up. And I can say that through all the years of, you know, whether it was track to football to baseball to basketball to anything else that I was involved in, there wasn't a sport that was more absolutely physically exhaustive on a routine basis than wrestling was, but also at the same time mentally exhausting because it is you. You're not relying on that guy next to you that you're lining up with, you know, to uh, to overcompensate when you're having a bad day. If you don't go out there and you don't bring your best, it's going to be you that's counting the lights on the ceiling. Yep. Yeah, that's that's 100% true. I mean, I always say this all the time. Wrestlers make the best employees. If they could, if you're crazy enough to be a wrestler all through high school and college, you're going to become a great employee because there ain't anything they could throw at you that would be as hard as wrestling. And, you know, Hunter Willits is, you know, living proof of it. Here he is, a true freshman for Oregon State. He's a four-time state champion, but he goes to a D1 program. He ain't supposed to make a national tournament. And here he is starting today or tomorrow. He's in the first round of the National Division I tournament, Hunter Willits. And... Man, I tell you what, when he graduates in four years, if I have a job opening or if I could give a recommendation, it'd be for him and his brother because, like I said, those kids are on a different level mindset, you know, and sky's the limit. 
Absolutely. You know, that, that mental toughness and the fortitude that you just have to develop to, you know, to get yourself through the weight cuts, to have basically zero nutrition or zero fuel within your system and to be able to still power through on top of just the, you know, the physical grind. Shout out to all the wrestlers out there that have either have made their, made their mm-hmm. rise and came up through. And it may not be that you're, you know, still on that grind, but that grind that you learned from your sport helped get you your job. Just like you said, something to that effect. 100%, man. You, uh, you, were, you, you couldn't say it better. Couldn't have said it better. So as we kind of come to a close here, Coach, is there anything that you want to add out there for the people? Any extra plugs? Anything like that? You know what? I think I've plugged enough. I mean, I just want to just say, you know, if you're an athlete out there and you're listening to this and you're not from Pueblo, you're from up north, you know, just know that I hope that you get something out of this conversation. You could find a place that would welcome you with open arms to put in some extra work if you're trying to get better it don't mean if you're it don't matter if you're below average right now you go get average if you're average right now go get good if you're good be great if you're great be greater you know there's levels to this and and uh, it don't matter where you're starting at it's it's not how you start it's how you finish Perfectly said there. Embrace your inner struggle, everybody. Make sure that you keep on working to be the best you that you can possibly be. Real quick as we close up, Coach, where can people follow you in the gym as well? Um, they, I should say. They, you guys can follow me on uh, Facebook under Fast Functional Athletic Strength Training. Paul Andrada, I got my own personal account there. On Instagram, I am on uh, Train Fast Pueblo. Train Fast Pueblo. And um, I have a personal account as well, Paul Andrada. Um, my website's www.trainfastpueblo.com. It's under construction, so don't get mad at me about that. It'll be up and running in a couple months. But um, follow me if you guys have any questions. My phone number is 719-214-9522. I'd love to help you uh, in any kind of aspect, whether it be uh, you're inquiring on how to get stronger, how to get faster, you know, what to eat, what not to eat. I'd love to help. Feel free to reach out. It's awesome. Thank you very much for the opportunity and for a great conversation here, Thank Coach. You. you know, it's been great being able to see your facility and what you're bringing to the table for these athletes and these people that are just looking to better themselves here in the Southern Colorado community. I'm Jordan Kurtz with the comments from the Peanut Gallery Podcast. Once again, you can follow us online at www.galleriesofpeanuts.com. You can look us up on Facebook at Peanut Sports. Check us out on Instagram at comments from the peanut gallery and follow us on Twitter at peanut podcast. Listen to us on any major streaming platform. We're on YouTube. We're on iTunes. We're on Google play. We're also on Stitcher. Like I say, I'm your host with the most Jordan Kurtz, AKA Kurtz CF at fast Pueblo with coach Andrada on the outbed. We'll have the smash single from beyond bridges, a Southern Colorado based reggae band. Shout out to the boys at bruise ale house as well. And we're going to be playing that out for you. Their EP will be available on iTunes for official download and purchase as of Friday. Thank you very much.
Oh 